Hello and welcome to Produced By. Just quickly before we begin, if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by joining our Patreon. You can choose from a list of memberships and will receive some exciting rewards. Thank you and back to the episode. Hello, Mahmoud. Thank you for joining us from far North uh, America and welcome to the show. Hi, Thomas. Thank you so much for inviting me. So, was your can, you please, so can you please introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Mahmoud Salah. Uh, I'm a lead modeler and creature artist. I've been working in Canada or North America for uh, seven years now. For this, I have wide experience in commercials and advertising in Egypt. That's the sh- short introduction. <laughs> and during the video, <laughs> I think it will we will go into details. So you said from Egypt. Is that where we come from? Yes. Yes. And why did you move to Canada? The sad truth. If if I asked you, have you seen any visual effects or heavy uh, visual effects movie from Egypt? You will say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't recall anything. So that's the thing. We do have uh, like a market for VFX, but I can't see. I can't say it's industry. Mm-hmm. So we do have a very talented artists. We have a couple of talented uh, companies that do work so hard for uh, to do VFX. But still, it's not like a big industry like North America. So mm-hmm. that's that's why that's the reason I decided to move to join the big boys, and <laughs> it's going well, I think. <laughs> and why did you decide specifically for Montreal or even Canada? Uh, actually, I didn't decide which city I moved to. I started that uh, my transition from Egypt to Canada. I took a short course at a think tank. Mm-hmm. It's a very well-known school for teaching VFX. You heard about it? It's in Vancouver. Oh, not to know. Uh, I didn't know about it. Yeah, it's think tank. Uh, it's in Vancouver. The uh, they have a multiple options for how, like, for uh, education. I took the mentorship. Mentorship, it's just uh, one semester. If you have a purpose uh, experience or you went to other schools or you went to, or you do have an experience already, you were working somewhere and you just need some mentoring or you, you need to push your skills or something. Uh, I needed to learn how things work from the, how things work on this side of the world. And mm-hmm. okay, actually, it was an easier, faster way to get a visa. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm being okay, honest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, need uh, to be smart. Dur- actually, yes. And during this time, we were facing a revolution in Egypt. So getting a visa and all these jobs uh, things, it's hard. Like you will apply for a visa. Mm-hmm. And everything delays and it wasn't easy. Like now, there's a lot of guys just they apply to work and you get overseas, it's easier than before. But I picked 
maybe not the best time to apply for visa for for jobs or anything. Mm-hmm. So to fast to make make it faster, you travel with your money. So no one will say no. Just go and learn or travel or do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. So that was my plan. So I started with Vancouver. I took uh, four months for the semester. It took me six months to find a job from uh, the day of landing, which mm-hmm. I was very lucky, I think, or maybe hard worker. <laughs> or both. So I took the, the yes. <laughs> <laughs> I took the course. I made a short demo reel. I started applying for uh, jobs. Uh, yeah, I got my first job at uh, Zoic in Vancouver. I was there for 10 months. Uh, I'm not good with... What kind of company is it? Zoic, it's... uh, They do also visual effects for TV and movies. I think it's a fairly well-known company. I'm not sure I'm here to judge or categorize companies. But according to how people say, it's medium-sized company. Yeah, yeah. That's what the people call it, not, not me. When I was there, for me, it was a big company. There was mm-hmm. a lot of talented guys. <laughs> uh, but for if you compare it to ILM or Weta, you know, you'll call it medium-sized. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, that's what I mean. Uh, it was actually a very nice experience there. Then, what next? I was gonna ask you. Uh, I guess it was it wasn't yes. remote, right? You actually were there physically, in Vancouver. Yeah, I went there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was? That was 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what was the experience like moving? You know, from Africa to North America. What did you feel like? Were you excited or scared? First time traveling by by yourself. Like I traveled in Middle East a couple of times, but still, it's same language, same people. We're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the first time you travel with a very broken English, was still broken <laughs> till now, but it was more broken back then. Uh, yeah, it is scary. It's challenging, but it's worth it. To be mm. honest, uh, like I advise anyone to travel as much as he can. Just to have to, do. if some, anyone asks me why, like traveling, what do you say about traveling? I would say travel as soon as you can. At least you have time to process it or you decide mm-hmm. earlier in your life is traveling and leaving country is for you or not. Some people yeah. spend 10 years or something and they say, you know what? I want to go to back to my homeland for any reason. It, the reasons are limitless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tra- I was 30 years old when I traveled, started to traveling, and I actually hope, I-, I wish I did it earlier, just to have the time to buffer if I actually like it. Do I like this yeah, country? Yeah. I don't like it. But with the age, at least for me, some people say, oh, age is just numbers. Uh, I think age is very important. <laughs> you can't reverse time. Yeah, yeah so when you get older, you feel it in your bones and your joints. <laughs> mm. uh, no, it's not all this, uh, what do you call it? 
these people host uh i forgot the word anyway yeah so it was scary a little bit for the first two years but after this actually you feel it you get used to the culture to people uh you you weigh your ways through things the renting all this like life life things jobs yeah. and works is the same to be honest it's the same everywhere mm-hmm. yeah here the companies are you have 1000 people works and all the quality and all the vfx and the things i was making fun about egypt that we don't have vfx industry <laughs> but it's still the same you you have a task you have to finish it and just we use the same softwares the same broken machines the same lagging <laughs> <laughs> the render crash the software crash everything crash like we grew up with this man, uh, mindset the outside the outside world that they used all these technologies that we don't have they use the softwares we don't have they use the super computer silicon machines that we don't have <laughs> it's the same thing sometimes actually <laughs> i work in the company and my whole machine <laughs> Yeah, my home machine is way better than the than the computer I'm using in the company. Yeah, and it's a multi-million million company, and they they just don't want to spend more money on my machine, and it's I, I don't understand. Like, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, give you. me some more more RAM. Yeah. I I can't open the file. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mentioning and, any companies, but it happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, and before yeah, you sure. moved there. Were you already working in effect in Egypt? Uh, yes, I was work. Again, it's not exactly the same industry, but when we call it like graphics or three D or uh, mostly we call it graphics, the graphic graphics career or graphics uh, field. Yeah. So you can do a little bit of a little bit of both actually. So I I worked for. I think 15 years or something. And the most heavily VFX used in Egypt in commercials and advertising. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of advertising commercials and like Egypt is very uh, like a hub for the media. At mm. least <laughs> things are changed for the la- for the, the last 15 10 years. Uh, I keep looking at the snow. It's snowing outside, so I'm keep looking there. <laughs> <laughs> and are we talking so, like about it, the area around the capital city, Cairo, or yes, exactly. Yeah. So most of the Middle East the work it happens not most for. I'm saying things have changed for the, at least for the last fifteen years. They start to spread away, but before this. Egypt was the hub for the media. Mm. So any visual mm. fix, any filming, any editing, color, color correcting for the videos. Uh, I don't know the exact name for these things. But uh, it, they, they used to be happening in Egypt. Yep. Uh, so we get a lot to, to do, a lot, a lot of VFX and commercials, a lot of graphics, animation. And uh, you know that the 30 seconds or 10 seconds work on each commercial but a lot of them like you work in a company we work crazy hours like you go to work and you leave the when the work is done yeah like I, I, you I, live I there. <laughs> working in egypt yes mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the military for vfx you're just a young guy 
maybe you're 20 years old you don't know anything you actually mm. they give you a task we need to animate a chicken or something you never did animation you never did feathers you never did anything before you just you watch the tutorial the video and, and you, you do it through the, like, the you yeah, learn yeah, through yeah. the the process of, of the commercial you you and learn you it produce, the hard actually way. a fairly Yes, and there is no resources. Imagine mm -hmm. and even there was no YouTube, there was no resources. You just read the help, keep scrolling in the help. Uh, this you go there, you click. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, that it yeah, works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And was but there actually, a, like when a, I look back? Was there a big competition? Like that there were a lot of people in the industry, so you had to work this way to be able to stay there. When it's a niche, uh, a career or field, you just like, let's say 500 people in the whole country, there is a competition because mm. you have two companies or three companies and oh, to get hired know. in one yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I think we have a lot, like I would say you still can count them. Uh, a lot of them are very small studios, not a company, there will be a studio. Most mm -hmm. of the how it works there, it's a studio of at least 10 guys or 10 people or 10 humans <laughs> working there. Uh, you have like two modelers, two animators, one composter, you know, like just a couple of three or four production with the owner of the company. So it's just a small studios and it works great for them, like for having a small studio. And you have a bunch of generalists finish the job. It's the best situation for the market there. Mm -hmm. Some yeah. companies actually can go to 200, 300 people in busy, uh, busy seasons. You can, you yeah. can reach these numbers. Till I left, I never worked in a company have more than 30 people. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't like working in big, big, big companies there. I also preferred, uh, most of the time I prefer to work in small studios. Mm -hmm. It was nicer for me. I feel like I learn every day you learn small studios. You work with more passionate people or more talented. Could you have five people? They do all the jobs. So you learn more and yes, yes. everyone have a bunch of experience mm -hmm. and big companies. A big company is more relaxed. You just work eight hours. You do just a little bit of work. <laughs> <laughs> and you, if you compare it to the studio of five people, you do yeah, a little bit different. of work. This, this is, you touch your work, you wait for a review next day. That's it. It's very relaxing. <laughs> I know a lot of people won't like it. I know it. But I, to be honest, if you compare it to stay awake for three days, a week every week to working eight hours it's like a vacation <laughs> i don't know if it's safe to say it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know let me ask you uh i'm curious because i like to uh, for you to explain the terms some of the terms we mentioned in case someone who doesn't know anything about vfx is watching so can you explain terms such as who is modeler texture artist, compositor, generalist, in your words? Oh, sure. Yes. 
I can't speak about all the terms or all the rules there because there's some stuff I don't do or some rules I never did before. Mm-hmm. But let's consider, let's have a situation. We have a, an alien or a creature chasing a car and will crash it and the car will, will explode. So to have this scene or this uh, action scene in a movie, you will need someone to build like 3D model for the car and a 3D model model for the alien or the creature. Most most of the time, companies like to separate those those roles. So we you have some people specialized in modeling organic creatures. And you have some people like or specialized in working in hard surface modeling. Sometimes you can do both, but it tend to be the person himself doesn't like to do both. If he like to do organic, that's why he like to draw, he like to sculpt, he have uh, some knowledge in anatomy, in mm-hmm. creatures, in animals. So he will be better and have more knowledge in uh, the specific thing. And people who do hard surface, they also more, they like to do like uh, spaceship, robots, and all this hard surface guns, all this stuff. So you have, when I say have someone, not, most of the time it's not just one person. It's uh, maybe two or three or a whole team. Just yeah, to make yeah. things simple, I would say someone. So you'll have someone to do, do the 3D model of the, the creature. Mm-hmm. And you will have another team or someone to do the textures, which will draw the skin, all this uh, scales and the texture details of that's how the skin look like, how the eyes, the ears, everything. He will draw how things looks like. Then this guy will call all the team. It's a three, uh, texture artist. Then you will have someone to do look dev. It's a short for look and development. Uh, it, he will work on the model or w- w- whether it's a, uh, the creature of the car to make it how it look like as a real life, like how the skin react to the light, how the light will react to the skin. Mm-hmm. If it's a very moist creature, if it's a dry creature, like imagine the difference between, uh, a frog, very speckler and very moist creature or something like an elephant. All this yeah. will be decided by the art director or the, the director himself. Is it? So this look dev guy will make it like very, uh, how it react or look like in the, in the lighting. Mm-hmm. In the same time, we don't wait to each other. Like the, they don't work in parallel. Uh, you know, what the other word I forgot, like they work, they work together. Well, is it simultaneously? Uh, yes. So in the same time, some people will work trying to test how it look like in the render. The same time, the riggers work on it. So the riggers, it's from the rig. It's very like make it simple. The like the would the build like a skeleton underneath the creature or the alien, so the animators can use it to animate it. Uh, if you look back, like it's a, all the joints, all the if you have the creature is a very like livable and you need it to look very real mm-hmm. you will uh, build some muscles mm-hmm. so they build it from inside out all the things actually you don't see 
Like that's a whole year of work. People doesn't see <laughs> on the screen, but we do it. Like they build the bones, the muscles, everything underneath. So it, it actually for the viewer to look very realistic. When the mm -hmm. creature jumps or act or react, you will see the body jiggles or the muscles moves, all these things. So this done by the riggers, then the animators. Uh, then the touch back with the, after the old animation, with the log dev, we try to test them together, like how the animation and the renders look, look together. After all this, it's only working like a 3D. Then we will try to add it on top of the, the filmed footage, like the real footage with the actor or whatever. The combo, this is the composting. They add the 3D render with the, the film itself, the, the, the footage G film. And that's it. You have a final results. <laughs> then it you've got sense, uh, right? months well? or years of work and you see it for a few seconds on the screen. In 10 seconds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you take and, your friends you and look, 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 I did, I did this. <laughs> need to pause it. And as you mentioned before, yes. it can be either organic modeling or a hard surface. Which one do you specialize in? I tend to call myself I'm a organic modeler or character or creature modeler. Mm -hmm. But still, work is work. Sometimes you don't have a hundred creatures in a movie. You'll have two, three creatures, two, three characters, and that's it. And the rest of the work are buildings, cars, uh, and other models someone need to do. Mm -hmm. So when we finish all these things, I will have to jump in any model adjusting a vehicle, a car, or any model. That's the nature of the of that job. But uh, and I like to call myself a character and creature modeler. Mm -hmm. So are there some maybe characters or just assets that you worked on and are worth sharing for some reason? Maybe something interesting, challenging, or you enjoyed for some reason? Uh, one of the least things, the last thing I did, actually, I was very proud of. I did, uh, I was working on Halo, the TV show after the game, mm. you know, yeah. Halo, the, the famous game, they did a TV show mm -hmm. and there was a creature in it, uh, they're the brutes, there's big, big guys called the brutes and I built them. And were the the leader of them called Atriox. Sorry, are there like uh, I did as, when we say sharing, I I'm sorry, I don't really know the game. So are they like human soldiers or is it some yeah, me aliens? Or? No, no, no. <laughs> they're, they're creatures. They look like an ape. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like a sci-fi alien ape. It's not an ape. Oh. But that's the that sounds cool, simple yeah. way to describe it. So when you say sharing, just speak about it or you will show pictures or videos. I will do just, you have it? I guess you have it in look, portfolio, just right? About or... it and people can Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I will share it's in, it in it's on my portfolio. I guess in cool. uh, art station as well, isn't it? Yes. Cool. I will so, share yeah, it. Uh, sure, thank you. So I was lucky to like model it, uh, sculpt it and texture it. So I did the whole process. 
Uh, I learned after there is some other vendors or other companies reworked on it. I didn't know this after I shared it. Some guys said, oh, I worked in it. I was, I didn't know. <laughs> Good. You work in a company and you leave and you don't know what happened to that, but they passed it to other companies. So okay, I just yeah. did the initial model. Maybe it got also the model have been done like thousands of times in each game. They change it. So there is tens of guys working on the same model. So I'm just okay. talking about the uh, first season of Halo TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure about season two or any other uh, shows. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will have a look. Okay. It sounds cool. Yes. It's an art station. I will send you the link. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was like on a big uh, TV show. Are there some other big projects worth mentioning and those th- that you can mention that you worked on? I worked on uh, uh, Avatar, the Airbender, but I haven't seen my, the work I did in the trailer. Oh, that's so the I'm one not sure if it's there. on Netflix, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't see it in the trailer, but hopefully it's in the on the show when I watch it. <laughs> That would be a shame if it wasn't uh, there. Yeah, I hope so. There also the one of the projects we worked uh, together. Uh, but I I think we cannot uh, mention that one. Yes, we didn't work together. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a the the last movie for the Disney, the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, they released it already. I I went to see it on the on theater. I, there was a crocodile in one of the sh- on one of the scenes. I worked on the crocodile too. Mm. It's why it was fun to work on it. I sculpted all the the skin details and yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff like small stuff here here and there. A lot of digital doubles. It doesn't. It's not worth like mentioning. Uh, and you don't want to ruin, ruin people's experience that uh, yes. maybe some oh, people in the films be. are not real. <laughs> <laughs> like the wrestling, wrestling, people think it's real, but when you oh, it's fake, <laughs> you, you lose hope in humanity. Uh, I, thought, I thought so when I was younger, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All of us, yeah, we travel and you fight with your brothers and sisters. <laughs> Even, you know, like t- till this moment... I have a lot of friends, they actually, they don't know what I'm doing in my life. Like, they don't understand it. And when I start to speak about something, he will, yeah, like, the makeup they did for this creature in this, I, I love the makeup. What makeup, man? It's full CG. <laughs> what What do you mean, full CG? Like, I see it's, it's a living being. Uh, no, I, no, I, I like, understand. Oh, that's my friend. <laughs> yeah, but you cannot blame them because they... They don't know it, but because, for example, I was just going to say that also I said that I work in VFX and a friend asked me, oh, so you are on a set. Have you met any famous uh, actors? I was like, no, it's VFX. It's different. <laughs> so the same I, question. I get asked the same question. I only see screens and that's it. I don't even, I don't <laughs> even see the people I'm working with. <laughs> and you do, do you do also... Um, the work 
on personal stuff in your free time, like uh, I don't know, either practicing or uh, yes, working so on your portfolio? I'm very nerdy in this part. I'm always working on side projects. I'm always working on uh, personal work. Not everyone. So this thing, actually, we can speak about it for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure should I encourage people to work on it or not. And it's a very weird situation. I love doing it. Uh, I love working on my own stuff. It's totally di- when you work on your own stuff, it's totally different f- from what you do at work. You have your own ways. You have your own shortcuts. You have your own style. You have you feel like you are your own boss. Yes, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying so hard to just be positive about the industry. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, you feel that you're doing your own thing, your own style or work in your own time, and you feel the passion you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's different from the way, how you do it in the, in the company or at work. So, and it's very, so here when it comes a very, a lot of people will encourage you to do a lot of personal work, and that's how you will get higher and people like supervisors and leads or whatever who will hire you, they like to look at your personal work to know exactly your, to, to understand your skills, our skill set, what exactly can you do? Uh, because when you work, look at the final project or the final uh, results in a movie, we know like there's hundreds of people worked in the same shot. So you can't yeah. call anything, you, you don't own anything. Mm-hmm. And in the in the other hand, I have been in interviews or sit with supervisors. They tend they didn't give actually much attention to my personal work at all. They didn't care about it. They only care about the final, like what I what what, what movies I worked in on what assets. Okay, I was surprised. Yeah. Like you know that there is a hundred people worked on it. Like your point of view, it's totally different from other point of view of other uh, supervisors. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a personal thing. You decide to do a lot of uh, personal work, or you put all your energy uh, or work in the company work. Uh, I don't know. I love doing it. I love. I, now I'm being doing a lot of 3D printing. You can see that's my stuff here. No, it it looks pretty cool. So, I was gonna mention it later yeah. to people who are Thank not you. watching the video. That uh, I wish I had such a background because it really looks really cool. Yeah, I keep collecting stuff. Then I start to, you know what? I can print my own stuff. Why I'm putting? <laughs> Do you have like stuff. a 3D printer? So, yes, I got one. Oh, wow! Here I'm I'm covering it. Okay. But the okay. the sun the sun can affect the the resin. Yes. You yes. know the liquid. There's a liquid inside. So if it get exposed to the sun, it's the exact same way when how the the liquid. I'm not going into this biochemical things. I don't know. <laughs> but it, you have this liquid. They yeah, call it, it just, resin. Yeah when, yeah. Get, yeah. when it gets exposed to the UV lights, it's hardening. So it, it, the sun will hardening the liquid inside the machine. Mm-hmm. So you have to cover it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was it's just... actually it's a very cool... Uh... Oh, yeah, hobby. And, yeah, sure. Uh... Yeah, I was just going to mention just a side note when you said that 
there are, for example, way more people working on a specific shot in a big film. That I think it's something that not many people who don't work here know. For example, I didn't know either because when I spoke with someone from VFX and they said they worked on this and that film, on this and that asset, I was like, oh, wow, it's pretty cool. You can put it into your portfolio. And they were like, hmm. Not really, because there are plenty of people, so you cannot really say it's my work. So I think that's the reality that not many people know that although you work on it, you worked on this asset, then it's a bit tricky and you cannot really put it into your portfolio, as you said. So just a, just a little trivia for people who don't work in yes, the industry. Yes, very, very true. There's a lot of sad stories about it and also there's a lot of happy stories. like. Uh... Okay, if I'm calling myself an artist or my fellow co-workers, we are an artist. You have this ego and you have this uh, attachment to your work. Mm-hmm. That, that's uh, the sad truth. Like you work so hard on something and you wish to call it yours. Good. And you spend a lot of your, your time, like six months or something, working on something. Mm-hmm. You get attached to it. You yeah. know, like that's, that's it. Uh, and some some stuff. It's actually they get they cut it from the movie. <laughs> mm. I, it's more sad. It's not. I just, cannot speak from the perspective yeah. of artist by speaking from the perspective of production that is in close contact with the artists. It's totally understandable because you literally work on it all all day. I don't know. Let's say several weeks or even months. It's like your baby, right? And then for some reason they decide exactly. not to put it into the film. It's it's totally understandable. Yeah. From money perspective, it's understandable. But from just a human little artist working and <laughs> every day just doing very small details and you get yeah. attached to it, you can't help it. Like mm. I hear, I heard it a lot from people like older than us in podcasts or movies. Don't get attached to your work. Don't get attached to your work. It will affect you. Just go Mm -hmm. to the company. Be a nice person. Work hard and everything. But as soon as you get attached, it it will affect you. Ah, they cut out. They changed it after a lot of time. Especially changing. I'm not sure if... It's the same thing. If you change it in the period of the six months, it's not the exact same thing you did in the first uh, Mm -hmm. month. You still feel, oh, that's not the work I did. So it's very tricky, as people like to call it. Very tricky. Yeah, I've got a good <laughs> example tricky. for people to imagine. I don't know if you heard, but there was a film, uh, Coyote versus Acme. And I think it was from Warner Bros. Um, you know, Coyote versus Acme. And it was in a production and post-production for, I don't know, months or years. And... I think after film was finished or almost finished, they decided to not to release it. And there was like a big, uh, you know, a uh, big buzz about it, talking, you know, on social media and everything. And it seems like in the end they might release it. I don't know. But just imagine being a person who's working on it for months or even years. And then you find out that they're not going to release the film at all after it's almost finished it will be devastating you know uh, and it happens a lot like you will you will hear this so many times and that's the nature of work again 
If you want to boost your online presence, check out our digital marketing agency called Trailblazed. You can also enroll in our Skillshare course called the 10 tips on how to succeed in your creative career, which was inspired by the podcast. Lastly, make sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter called Creative Spotlight to stay up to date with the show and more. Links are in the show notes. Thanks. And coming back to your uh, personal work, um, I wonder how do you choose what you are going to work on? Is it, for example, that you decide to build something you like from film or TV series or something that you want to test yourself or you want to showcase on the portfolio? What are the reasons? Very good question. So lately, I start to... I tend to stay away, I don't know why, stay away from this fan work or fan-based something or you did something that's actually been done before. I'm not saying all my work is original, but uh, I'm, I'm trying as much as I can to stay away from this fan work or do something have been done before, mm-hmm. trying to do something new. I'm not successful every time, but I'm trying. <laughs> and also effort is appreciated um, <laughs> thank you and i have been pushing myself to like do my own concept like i do i do a concept and go through the whole process like keep working on it like sketching drawing it then i do initial uh, model for it like a very basic model then detailing it and take it to the whole process just to have my own it's it's very peaceful when you do things and just it's you and you at the paper or you and the work or you and the machine just doing your own thing it's a meditation you put all your <laughs> your passion on it and you really <laughs> do your own stuff your own style that's the thing that when you get appreciated or you like let's be talk about like uh the era of social media, the likes you receive on your personal work versus the likes you receive on the company work or the <laughs> prof- professional work. You you'd appreciate more mm-hmm. the one on the, your personal work. That's my yeah. stuff. Like I work so hard on it. So you actually mm-hmm. feel it more. But the likes on the company work, you know you did like 10% of the work. So uh, come on, guys, like, like my own work. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it makes yeah, sense because it. it's like 100% from you and it's understandable. And can you take us through the process, uh, basically, uh, from how you decide what you're going to work on? And then once you start working on it, uh, maybe, you know, some steps or even how long it takes roughly? Uh, sure. So mostly when I do something personal, it will be a creature or something in in this category a creature or you can call it creature alien it's just a weird creature that we haven't seen before uh so one of the things i like and i'm proud of it of my work i did like a lion and inspired by the lionfish mm. so it's a, a a normal line have the same line look like but inspired by the can try to open it here. The lionfish, it's a fish called lionfish. Because it's almost, it doesn't look like a lion, but they call it lionfish. <laughs> because I don't know why. 
I've got, I've got so some, my process... something on my mind, but I don't know. It may be something completely different. Not gonna lie. It's the a red fish. That's oh, the line. Wow. That's yes, what you created. And there's yeah. a fish. Look like it. Yeah, that's my personal work. And we have the lion fish. How did you get such an idea? From the lion fish itself. So that's the lion oh, fish. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's what I thought. So you can yeah, see yeah. the resemblance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what, how did fish. you decide and to we have a lion. combine these two? Oh, be like, because uh, of it's, the name? So the, uh, yes, I will tell you. So most of people will see it. I, I wasn't thinking about it actually, but every all my friends called me, oh, I like your avatar line. I like your avatar uh, scene you did. It's the same. That's why I'm telling you, I'm trying to be original. But I'm not successful all, all the time. <laughs> okay. Avatar, like avatar, they did the same thing. They mixed uh, human, like normal animals with uh, marine animals. Mm -hmm. And Avatar the movie, the blue people, they, they look at the, actually that's how they mention it. I want the movie, the Panadora, to seem like it's underwater, but it's not underwater. Mm -hmm. So they mixed a lot of uh, marine life with lions and panther. We all know how Avatar looks like. Yeah, yeah. I think I was, I, I was thinking the same way when I did it, but I wasn't thinking about Avatar. Till I finished it. Ah, okay. I did exact same thing they did in Avatar. <laughs> I was so much investing in myself, drawing and sketching. Uh, yeah. So I was trying to show you, like, it, all the process. I have it on my art station. So I will start with very basic sketches, trying mm -hmm. to draw how the line look like. The and if you got like it's a line, right? So you have to st start start from learning how line look like. Like just sketch lines, see the main lines, lines of the anatomy, all the <laughs> landmarks, like any, any guy or any person who works on uh, creatures or anatomy, like this, the uh, words they use all the time, landmarks, yeah. uh, how the jawline works, how, like all this, it's mm, <laughs> a lot of stuff. So as soon as you know, the main things you need to mark on your creature you can keep you can exaggerate it or you can keep it the same like uh i'm trying to find an example like if you're trying to make an the the, the creature look evil or something it's very familiar you can just move the eyebrows yeah, eyes and eyebrows the cheekbones, yeah <laughs> the cheekbone very pronounced and that's it. It's an angry, evil creature. Just look like this. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. angry all the time. That's how, that's what we see. But if you if you look at uh, like a tiger, tiger looks cute actually and be very beautiful. They don't look evil, but it will rip you apart. Hmm. So you get in this part. Like, should I make it cute, but it's very deadly because it's strong, or should I show the people? And that's what they do in the movies bad or evil creature it should look evil very evil with the very squinty eyes or whatever <laughs> and mm -hmm. he's angry all the time but in nature like look at the elephant it's the huge yeah. hugest uh, yeah. mammal i think and he looks so cute and sad all the time 
<laughs> so the, it, it's very hard to decide which side you will go when you concept thing and that's the enjoyment of it like you keep looking at all these animals and try to take parts of this animal part of the fish try to mm-hmm. mix a fish with the line uh, and you see what can you mix okay so the the line fish why they call it line fish because it has all these fins that look like uh, the mane of the of the line so mm-hmm. i have a, a to, to stick with this side so i took the mane of the line and i replaced it with the fins of the fish it was actually it's as simple as this all i did it's a line with the skin of the fish and i put the, all the fins of the i replaced the hair like the big hairy parts or the mane yeah, or yeah. the with the fins of the fish and that's it now you have a creature a cool creature mm, yeah and something uh, unique and original I that hope no one I has done it up. they did it in avatar but i discovered this no but they didn't I, did, I they didn't do really this cool. specific uh, creature right no no this this that like the the, the aspects of uh, mixing marine life oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with mammals mm-hmm. yeah they did it but in a, a totally different direction like i at least that's how i see it mm-hmm. and what would be time scale uh, from you know from you drawing on a paper getting an idea and uh, actually creating the asset let's say how many days or months yes uh now that's the surprise thing <laughs> a lot of people will say when you do personal work try to give yourself a, de- a tight deadline so to train yourself how things works in in real life yeah you get a task you have to finish it in two or three days that's true when you're a student or you're still trying to break it into the in- industry yeah. or still learning or training so you actually need to push yourself on a very tight deadline but after a while when you work and you have your own work and your life is not life at least you have a job and mm-hmm. you're working in a job you don't have to push pressure yourself this crazy take your time could actually the more you take it's it will look better if you rush things it will look so bad it's simple yeah. and this i don't have to i didn't invent time <laughs> <laughs> when you write something it will look bad and you can see it only some people actually have this talent of working so hard 24 hours just crazy doing things you still have some life you still have some sick days you have to rest yeah you, you have a back pain and tailbone <laughs> pain <laughs> shoulder pain yeah so take some time enjoy the journey as they say and don't rush it so how it took me eight months for, in this project mm-hmm. and i'm working beside my full-time job in my free time every time every day maybe two hours i can take a whole week not working it's my personal work so when i feel i need to work on it i will work on it mm-hmm. uh, it's totally different when i was a little bit younger or I'm still trying to break it into industry I will do this to myself I have to finish it in one month so you it will look like uh, you're working a part-time job you finish your job you go home there was no working from home back then you have to 
toward the physical life <laughs> you go back from work and you start your own uh, you, your the other shift of working from home in your personal work for maybe another eight hours six hours every day so you have you need to build a portfolio sometimes you need to put actually there is a very good example some people will go like have a job in the industry and let's say he's a, a junior modeler or something and during his uh, working as a junior modeler he like he likes maybe animation so hard uh, so much he loves animation he wants to be an animator but his skills at at this moment give him a a job as a junior modeler it's okay keep working as a junior modeler and keep learning to be an animator in your free time you can take online courses you can purchase some courses or whatever you get the courses from and just keep learning and you have to push yourself and push your skills it's totally fine and a lot of people do it even if it's the same thing like if you're a junior modeler and you're trying to push yourself hard to show your company or show to other companies that you're actually worth more than just a junior like you can do better you're working yourself or even switching a little bit in the in the company or switching your role it's totally fine just work at home push yourself hard till you're at least happy with the the position you you are i wonder what uh, software do you use for your work uh, right now i'm using maya uh, i'm using uh, zbrush i'm using uh, Substance Pinter. I'm using Mari. That's the main softwares. And you will have on Photoshop. You will have. I I use Nuke only at work. I don't use it on my personal machine. Actually, I don't know how to use Nuke. <laughs> Nuke, like the, the composting software. Yeah, yeah. I know it's just the basics. Like in work, you just you show the the end results of your uh, render. Mm-hmm. But I can't do the whole composting thing. I use After Effects, like the old school, just like using Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. You put layers on top of each others. That's how I work. But you mentioned uh, quite uh, a few uh, softwares. Is each software specific for a specific part of the work? Or why so many different yes. ones? So Maya. It usually for modeling, 3D modeling. Maya, it's it's a whole package, like it's a 3D package. So it 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 do most of all the pipeline. But uh, the way I use it, like uh, Maya, you can do modeling, rigging, animation, visual effects. You can do explosions. You can do simulations. You can do the rendering. So it's a full package. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the softwares tend to have it's a, a whole software, but it's almost feels like it's a separated tool. Like you can do some basic texturing in, uh, in Maya, but it's very basic, but you need another software. It's like, uh, the whole software on only about texturing. So you can use substance painter or Mari. We used to back in the days, Photoshop, it was the, the tool for it, but you can, it's 2d. You can't work on 3d models. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's like Photoshop for 3D models. It's it's exactly Photoshop, but for 3D model, you can see the model from mm-hmm. everywhere, so you can draw it. 
ZBrush, you can do like for ZBrush, you can do very basic sculpting in Maya, but you can't reach this, the same amount of details you can do in ZBrush. So you will use ZBrush for detailing sculpt. It's almost <laughs> like using a clay sculpt, but it's fully digital. Uh, for After Effects and Nuke, it's to compose all the like the rendering to reach the final results. It's again like Photoshop for image, for your final image and final touchings and all this cleaning up your rendering or cleaning up your final results. You can add the specular, the like the light flares, or <laughs> you yeah, mix yeah. it with the background. All these things in Photoshop, you can do it for a picture. But when you need for a video in a, in a video, you need an editing video editing software. So you use a Nuke or Photoshop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think a couple of softwares in each criteria, like for modeling, you need a software for sculpting, you need a software, or you can use a free software like Blender that does all those things <laughs> and for free. And I heard that although uh, it's, it's yes. free, it's actually good software, right? It's very good software, but uh, that, that actually got also a, a good point. It's a free software most of the companies doesn't use uh, for a lot of reasons. I'm not going into it, but if <laughs> the tricky thing, it now it's actually tricky because a lot of it's a very good software and it's a free. And every couple of months, you will have updates, a very good updates with tons of features or tons of plugins. You just refresh it, or I don't know how you do, you do it. You just mm -hmm. update it for free, and they have ton of tools. So it's very good. But the thing, if you get used to for using this for using Blender, it's not the same tool you use at work. Like in most of companies, they're using Maya. Yeah, so you need yeah. to learn the 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 software they're using and on the industry to get a job mm -hmm. just when you get a job use whatever you want but just <laughs> to get a job you have to have it in your cv mm -hmm. yeah I, like i understand you're a very good talented artist who use blender i'm not against blender do whatever you want but at the company they will ask you do you use maya no so you're not getting a job man just mm -hmm. learn what they use at the company when you yeah. work there use whatever you want at home that is, I think that's that's a great point. And Maya is like industry standard, right? So it's really helpful to know that. One. Exactly. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say before you mentioned Nuke that uh, to become VFX artist, you should have a uh, what do you call it? Uh, quite rich pocket to get all these softwares <laughs> because I can imagine it's not cheap. Actually, the, the thing is, there is some softwares you will use for 10 years and they will cancel it or they will stop developing it. I used to oh, use okay. 3ds Max. And mm -hmm. I was like, uh, what do you call it? A fanboy for 3ds Max. No, Max is better than Maya. I keep fighting with my friends. It was <laughs> just, uh, I was a young guy. You just like to fight about anything. But it, it's the same thing. Like like now nowadays, you'll find a lot of young guys fighting for Blender. Man, it's mm -hmm. it, it, it's not a football team to fight for it. It's just a <laughs> software. <laughs> yeah. Just relax and use learn the software they use at the company so you get a job. Do you, yeah, I, yeah. I heard it. 
I will keep working so hard till companies start using Blender. Why? Why if, don't fight socialism? Like the, the whole company isn't going to change their whole process and uh, you know change yeah, everything maybe. just One because day of you, you like there's a few. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. I meant like happen. just because like one person that, that joins them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking to him, the third person, the imaginary <laughs> person we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but uh, it's a good software. You can use it as a tool, like have it. I have it on my own computer as a tool. I will need from while to while. Maybe I will receive a file or there is a file I downloaded that from Blender. So I'll open Blender, switch it to another uh, extension and import it to my... Mm-hmm. So it's a very good software, but I mean, companies still not working it, uh, using it. So just learn what the companies uh, use, so you can get yeah. a job, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say as we are approaching one hour, I have some uh, mm-hmm. few last questions. I didn't ask you what would be your advice from your career. Uh, either a professional career or a career of someone who decided to move literally across the world, as you told us before. What would be your advice to people who want to follow a similar path as you've got or join um, VFX industry or even, you know, film industry? What would you re- uh, advise them? Uh, actually, I didn't feel it was one, one hour. It felt like 10 minutes. Good. Uh... Yeah, it felt it's really fast. As well. yeah, I'm enjoying talking with you. Thank you. Uh, I hope I am the right person to give advices. I really hope this. I'm not sure, but I will try to sound like a wise person. I have a beard <laughs> now, so I can do this. And especially for the podcast, yeah. Yes. Uh, and need to have glasses, then you look even wiser. Oh, <laughs> I can take any advice from you now. Uh, my advice will be. First, I think I have advice. Just be a good person. The thing is, there's a lot of people have this mental of, yeah, I don't know. It's very there's too much fighting for, for in the companies. Like I don't understand the fighting for or this very challenging things for for a job. It should be, inter- we we call it entertaining industry. <laughs> <laughs> it should be entertaining. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of pressure in a, in a job that it should be fun. And so I'm trying to choose my words. Okay, I'm talking to pers- to people like artists who want to work in a company. I don't yeah. So being just a good person who respects everyone and it will actually it it will it will travel with you if you're a good person you will would work with people and you leave a good history about yourself people will mention good things about you it will help you actually to when you go to other companies you will meet the same people and you will they will refer you in a good in a good manners it will, they will mention you uh it's different from person to person to try to be this good person all the time, but it's hard. I understand, but try to to stick on the good side. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure how to to say it. I the words will travel with you. Trust me. If you're a good person, work so hard or to you try you you working so hard to update your skills and yourself technically every day trying to learn the software trying to learn the software and uh we call it soft skills which is the most important skills the social skills and uh the personal skills it's it should be number one <laughs> mm-hmm. then all these technical skills come later so the hard you work on being a good person uh and everywhere and every aspects trust me it will travel with you and it will be more maybe if it wasn't more important than your the big skills you have or your cv or all the companies you work at if you're not well mannered it will travel faster than your work trust me i hear mm-hmm. a lot of people that no one want to work with them anymore and for for what man just you will will live for 80 years or something <laughs> just keep them a good 80 years yeah yeah, yeah. that's my uh, very wise from an old man <laughs> 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 okay let's go for the technical technical uh, things mm-hmm. working hard and become hard worker and all it's very yeah that's also very important like we and see how technology <laughs> yes how technology <laughs> will actually will replace us in in one one year <laughs> we we didn't even touch talking about ai i'm avoiding talking about it or not talking about <laughs> it at all that's not my thing don't don't we seeing people. how to it's, no, i'm not scaring them but i'm yeah. just saying it's it's still it's a technology like if you go mm. back not so far like watch uh documentary about uh i think i'm not sure i think the documentary about ilm or a documentary about uh, jurassic park the first movie Mm-hmm. And have all these people, the the old school, the teachers of us, and have all the respect for them. They were used to build all these practical dinosaurs and all these real dinosaurs, robots, and all these things. And when someone uh, came to them that we will do, we'll make dinosaurs in the computer. They said, "You gonna do animation or uh, on in a calculator?" That's how they looked at the computer back then. The yeah, computer yeah. for them was just a calculator. Mm-hmm. And you're not imagining how this weird thing can actually do animation. So we are in the same position now. There is a new technology coming. And we think, oh, what? AI will replace humans? It will never replace the human touch and the human feelings and the human art. It, it will, trust me. But I'm not scaring anyone. Just keep keep up to date and work on yourself. The software's updates, like I used to, there's a lot of softwares I used to use and they're not used anymore right now. Yeah. Uh, so for like example, keep, with the, keep up with the trends and stay, stay exactly, relevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Software, new software released in your career, on your, uh, in your field, learn it, uh, get it at least if you don't have time or energy. At least you have to know what this software does. And there's a software called XYZ or something. So you can recall it when you need it. 
just keep up to date to be on the top of your of on the top shelf with the good manners <laughs> don't <laughs> what, don't climb on other people's shoulders just to reach the yeah. top shelf you know what i mean yeah of course just work under, hard on yourself and just drag people with you just, just mm. don't uh, get on top of the other shoulders yeah uh Personal work, I think we talked about personal work. Like, it actually, for, from my point of view, personal work will put you in a good position. At least you can show your own skills. You can show your own work, your own. Maybe you you have been working so hard to be a modeler or and no one can consider you as a concept artist. I'm talking about a personal perspective. Mm-hmm. But you can do, actually, you can do some personal, you can do some uh, concept. So... Maybe you will, someone will reach you out to do some concept art and you will enjoy it more than, than modeling or the opposite. Maybe you are a concept artist and you can do 3D modeler, modeling. So mm-hmm. when someone reaches you as a 3D modeler, you find actually you, you enjoy it. So personal work will be a good way to marketing yourself. Uh, I wish I can talk more about how you marketing yourself. I'm I'm the worst in this. Some some people actually better than me on how they market themselves in social media and they have I don't know how they do it, like one hour per day updating the social media. Just but keep I'm talking about social media for, for yeah, but you for your work. The yeah, social yeah, media yeah. that you just keep scrolling and watching memes and reels that wasting your life. Not not the <laughs> social media. We all mm-hmm. do this. We all, we know this bad habit, but uh, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the, the good social media that actually yeah, will yeah, yeah. affect you, like updating your work, updating uh, good, like uh, good comments on other people's work. You like other people's uh, work, make comment, uh, connection with other, other artists. Yeah, like grow your network. Also, I have one. Yeah, exactly. It's very important. I have an advice I forgot on how to, like, how to, like, I'm not sure. There is other, uh, I hope, come like, what do you call it? College or schools teach, now they teach guys, the new generations, how to use social media in, in real life. I don't know if anyone teach this or we just, people learn it by trial and error. I don't know. Like, as college nowadays teach people how to use LinkedIn to get a job or not. I hope they do. I don't know. But uh, these things actually, yeah. it's very important. Like, I didn't know how to... Like, I was surprised when uh, recruiters tell me about, for example, when I was working in a company and my contract ended and I was leaving, I was, and that's the good thing. When you trying to be a good person people would actually to will reach you out until you give you advice because they saw you working hard you're being mm-hmm. nice to everyone when you leave a company you will you live with a with a good history people actually feel sad for you leaving <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm not saying i'm like i'm a good person i'm very evil inside but anyway <laughs> i know we work so, together <laughs> people would, yeah, evil. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so people, 
will reach you out and give you advices. Like, so I was surprised when the, the recruiters from the company gave me advices how to deal with other recruiters. I, was, mm. I didn't know this. So they told me, reach out to a recruiter and talk to him directly. Uh, like you apply to the company, it's okay. Just apply to the company online. So all your information will go into the database of the company. But then you have to reach the recruiter and talk to him in person. Tell him I am whatever I'm working in. The, until there was just very short paragraph about your situation, what you're looking for. And he told me this way, you're actually saving time for, for me. Because as a recruiter, my work to look for people and look for new candidates and people to hire. You're, yep. reach, you're reaching me out. You saved saved a lot of time for me. It was totally different how I grew up. I grew mm-hmm. up, it's too rude to reach someone. Hey, yeah. man, uh, that's my work. Do you have work at your company? I, I feel bad when I do this. Like <laughs> You feel like yeah, I like... went into someone's bathroom to talk to him. Like, <laughs> man, that's too rude. <laughs> but it's totally the opposite. They told me, no, do this. So it was totally different for me. Mm. So that's how you grow your network and just talk to people. At, at least uh, don't you will be very behaved and just very professional. Small paragraph, very professional. Take care of your English. I'm not the best one to give advice, but check your spellings. <laughs> I, I don't, but a lot of people actually, especially native speakers, they they get irritated so much by the, mm. those things. Especially recruiters, I don't know why. And HR, us as artists, we don't even see letters. Most of us have, uh, what this word? Dixil. You know this issue with not reading words? I see it flipped. <laughs> you know this thing? Uh, I'm not sure. It's, a, it's an issue, like a learning issue. When you develop it as a kid, you can't see letters. You see it inverted. Oh, I it have a name. Maybe like something like dyslexia or something like that. I'm not yes, sure. that, this is the word. Yeah, I found like... out like, I, I, yeah, I think most of us have this, like especially artists. I don't know why. <laughs> we don't see letters. We see it flipped. That's why. Maybe yeah. that's why we draw. Like you grow up, mm. you can't see letters. You know what? I can't try it. So I will choose something else to describe my feelings. Mm-hmm. I will draw something, but I can't see what's going on on the on the blackboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea, but that's my theory. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So reach out to people, reach out to recruiters. If you're trying to get a job for the first time, as soon as you finish a, a good demo reel or a, a good clean a piece of art or anything you're trying to market yourself with sir keep for spend the time i would say a month add all the recruiters you you see on linkedin just keep adding them and they don't mind most of them actually you add the accept good actually that's their their work to find you so yep. when you reach out you save their uh, their time spend all the time after a month you will have a huge database you will know what's going on in the industry Recruiters add all the, like the, the post, we're looking for a junior, we're looking for a mid artist to work on this. We work for a senior artist to work on this. We're looking for a lead who do this. So we'll know all what's going on. 
beside also add some artists and some friends in the industry to build your connections. As soon as you add all of this, your LinkedIn will fill with all these uh, ads and all these important informations. Mm-hmm. You will see an ad. Actually, that the right the right in the, in the ad. We're looking for a mid artist doing uh, X Y Z. Uh, reach out to whoever and just hi. I'm doing this 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 this. I'm looking for what's the it's the the job still open? Are you still hiring? Most of them actually are very friendly. Maybe mm-hmm. and don't get a. I'm gonna speak with some friends. Oh man, they never answer me. They never respond to me. It's not tender. It's not. A, don't feel so bad about rejecting. <laughs> <laughs> You're not right. Like it's. It's just. No, I it's think very you also need to understand that they receive so many, you know, messages exactly. and yeah, I was just uh, applications they, and everything. They, yes, the the emails. It's like a spam. Like mm. every day they receive thousands of emails. It's not just you. So it's not personal at all. You yeah. just keep Don't working. Keep yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And it will, it will happen. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, one last question. We mentioned our station, but where can people follow you and uh, see your work? Uh, yes. On art station. What's my name there? Uh, I think I I will. My name is Mahmoud Salah. I will edit yeah, to show notes. Yeah. I have it Salah dash CG. That's how I write it on the mm-hmm. HTTP. But if you search for my name and, and my name, you will find it. I think that's the only place I share my uh, art. Only art. Any other social media, it's mostly filled with personal things. <laughs> <laughs> and LinkedIn, also I use it for professional uses. Yeah. So if you want to see my political views, uh, just reach me out in Facebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we can fight about political views in Facebook. No, <laughs> don't, don't search for me. I, I, I closed Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I will never go back to Facebook again. Uh, and yeah mm-hmm. yeah sounds good and so is there also something that you feel like i forgot to ask you or uh, you would like to share i think we talked about most of the things uh i wasn't sure if the podcast you, you will know that your audience from i think they tell you when you go there I'm not, like uh, youtube they tell you the age of the audience so yeah, you, most of the like audience are, yes, most of them are like professionals working on industry students or younger guys. I wasn't sure. I, I was I think, planning to ask you before we start, but I forgot. Uh, I think we can expand on this after the recording. Okay. No, no, so, I was about to ask you could, uh, to drive the conversation to which direction. If it's more about students, we can talk about students more how to to help them. But I think we covered both sides, like if a student or someone start to start uh, in the industry or a professional. I think the, like, uh, as I said, the target uh, listeners of this podcast are, uh, you know, to encourage people who want to pursue such careers. 
or people that mm -hmm. are already working in you know creative industries but obviously uh not high professionals i i used to joke that one day i will invite kevin feige but probably he's he's not the person who would be you know target audience but uh it's like the people mm. you know to enjoy the chat about this stuff to find out something for example like today it was like a nice deep dive into vfx then it's people who want to get motivated to find out more to learn how to get there you know what software to use what advice to get from someone who's as experienced as you are and yeah that's that's pretty much it uh, so, and i think this episode was a great you know introduction and chat about vfx from someone as experienced as you are Thank you, and I'm happy that you consider me experienced. Of course. It was, uh, yeah, thank just you. want to say thank you. It was a pleasure, and I wish you good luck in your career. Thank you so much, Thomas, and hopefully we can work together soon, uh, very soon. <laughs> I agree. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, get in touch to provide your feedback, or share any ideas for future guests. Thank you, and see you soon.